the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. Love Never Fails. Inviting you to join in the fight for love. There are millions of people who are trapped in modern day slavery. Take a stand to do something against this injustice. Join the fight against human trafficking. If you truly love, set the captives Each week, this program sheds light on the needs of vulnerable people in our community who are impacted by human trafficking, homelessness, addiction, and abuse, and celebrates the work of those who are meeting them right where they are and expressing to them that they are precious, valued, and loved. Our goal is to see this radio audience move to compassion demonstrated in acts of service, generosity, and gifts of time. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, founder and executive director of Love Never Fails, Vanessa Russell. Thanks and welcome to Love Never Fails Radio. We are in the studio today with two very special guests. I'm just super excited to share with you. We have with us Aaron Horner, who is currently the director of community outreach at First Presbyterian Church of Hayward and South Hayward Parish. In this role, he supports successful strategy, development, and execution of multiple programs and services, including two homeless shelters, a food pantry, case management services, and more. With more than 12 years as an executive leader in the nonprofit world, Aaron brings a wide breadth of experience in acquiring, operating, and providing the infrastructure necessary to execute safety net programming funded by government contracts, foundation grants, and private donations. He's also a pastor and has a heart for helping those in the greatest need. Um, When he isn't at First Pres, he can often be found ministering at his new initiative, Stack Life, which is a church plant of First Pres Presbyterian that aims to uh, reach the unhoused community directly where they are at. And he's also deeply passionate about his family and doesn't miss, wow, this is amazing, a single football practice or lacrosse game for his kids. Woo, woo, good job, Aaron. Ooh, that's good. Um, also, we have with us Sandrea Mabry. And Sandrea is the programs manager of First Presbyterian Church of Hayward and South, uh, South Hayward Parish. Also overseeing daytime activities for two resource centers, on-site tiny homes, and safe parking program, and um, their four days a week food pantry. Um, She also develops community partners, designs services and programs, manages 22 staff and volunteers across two sites. Um, And she initially started at First Pres as a volunteer doing data entry and administrative work. Woo, she's moved on up and is currently attending Chabot College to receive her associate degree in human services and social work. And when she isn't at work or in class, she's running behind her two kids, Carmelo and Soleil, 
or Soleil, who are who are two of the office's favorite co-workers. All right. Well, thank you both for being here with me. I'm so grateful to have uh, you here and for your partnership. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So so we're going to be talking about um, homelessness, right? And in, in, in specifically in Hayward, in the Bay Area, and just, you know, how deeply it is impacting um, our community and, um, and, you know, people that um, just everyday people, just everyday people. This is no longer uh, something that happens to someone else over there but uh, something that is happening to everyday people because they got sick because um, the COVID happened because a family member became ill or there was a um, just a situation, an unexpected circumstance in, in an area where we are really living with um, severe rental um constraints right some 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 severe rental situations going on here in the bay area um such that 50% of our income is going towards rent of some kind and so if you miss a check uh you might miss your ability to pay for your housing and find yourself living in a tent i want to talk to you i want to start off with you Aaron and just kind of talk to you a little bit about you, just your journey first. How, um, how did you get started with this work? Why do you do this work? Why is this important to you? Specifically working with the, the homeless? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I started in the nonprofit world back in 2008, 2009, starting a nonprofit to work with youth um, and young adults. Um, and that really led me to go into full-time ministry actually um, about seven or eight years ago. And then uh, while I was in ministry, I was like, man, we need to do some things, you know, cause ministry uh, a lot of times gets caught up in talking about the things, right. Instead of doing some of the things. So I was really led to, um, to doing some things. And then um, I linked up with a nonprofit in uh, the Tri-Valley called city serve the Tri-Valley. And I uh, basically helped. Margaret, to- woo! <laughs> Margaret, Ann, uh, Margaret Ann is a really, really close friend of mine. She is, um, she's amazing. She's actually how, actually how we got connected. Yes. Um, yeah. So um, yeah, I worked with, with them and helped to, you know, establish like an outreach program there, um, connecting with the folks that were out on the streets um, and then help, you know, connect to people with housing. And then through that ended up connecting with uh, First Press Hayward here, who was just starting um, their warming shelter, which is, uh, you know, being open, um, when the weather is, is pretty, um, low. So below 30, 40 degrees, or if it's raining. Um, so they had done that. And then that kind of led to bringing me on, um, and, and first Pres actually acquired South Hero Parish at the same time. So we've been basically growing and establishing, um, the services at both sides since then. So basically started, uh, you know, always, done something in service you know i was raised that, that was a that's a thing we do um, didn't really know what it was and went way over here then way over here then here then here then here and then really landed where i'm at now which is um, kind of this crossover between um helping people to um, avoid becoming unhoused and those that are unhoused finding um, connections and getting into their own places awesome 
Yeah, and so it really comes from a heart of service, a heart that wants to meet people where they are. Mm-hmm. I just love that. I love that you talk. You're not just being about it, or not just talking about it, being about it. And uh, I appreciate that so much. And how about you, Sandria? What? What? Why do you do this? You know, what? What? What's the reason? Yeah. Um, so I was actually unhoused. I was unhoused as a kid. I was unhoused um, in the past. What? I want to say eight years. So 20, 2014, I was unhoused um, and going through a bunch of stuff, you know? And so um, I actually ended up in a family shelter in San Francisco. Um, and then from there, I, I probably thought what everybody thought. Um, I came back home from school and I was like, oh, I got a job. I can just go ahead and apply and get housing. And then the first initial application, they were like, okay, we'll call you. And I haven't heard anything back in a month. And I'm like, okay. And then the next one, um, another low income housing unit, they were like, OK, well, uh, the wait time is three to five years. And I'm like, wait, hold on. Huh? And so, you know, and so it was it took me a a while to really understand the process. And then um, I finally got called in 2018 for housing. And I was like, this is crazy. Like, you know, and so waiting four years to get some uh, a decent housing opportunity. I was mind blown. And so there is literally no like handbook anywhere in Alameda County say, hey, if you're unhoused, this is what you do. And so um, finding those resources, finding um, all types of housing um, to fit an individual, it's it's difficult. It's very difficult. And so um, for me, I just want to be able to help the next person get through that. And there's so many times where you just you could just give up, you know, and do other things. And so um, I'm here to help those who don't have that experience or that don't have that experience for those resources. And so kind of just lay it out straight for folks and say, hey, if you if you are unhoused in Alameda County, these are the steps that you should do to obtain a little um, to obtain a better chance of getting housing. Yeah. Nice. A playbook. I love that. Love that. Love that. It's almost like it's not what you know, it's who you know. You have to find your way through in order to find housing. We're going to take a break here in just a second, but I wanted to just highlight as we go into our break, um, some of the top reasons for homelessness are substance abuse, the cost of housing, which we know we have a a huge problem with that in the Bay, um, escaping domestic violence or human trafficking, uh, poverty, and disability and or mental illness. And I want to uh, touch on some of those topics and how you're how they're showing up at First Pres and all of the different um, expressions that you have there um, of care and love for people who are unhoused. Um, and we'll kind of take it from there. So we'll be right back. And thank you for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Are you struggling to find peace in your life? Feeling anxious or going through a difficult life storm? Scott Dixon, a Christian humanitarian filmmaker and host of the Dove Teachings web series, wants you to know that you are not alone. 
Go to DoveTeachings.org to see great Dove Teaching lessons, pastor insights, and aspiring testimonies. You can watch the current show and more at DoveTeachings.org. That's D-O-V-E Teachings.org, where you will find peace in your daily life through the teachings of Jesus. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Aaron Horner, who is the Director of Community Outreach at First Presbyterian Church of Hayward in South Hayward Parish, and Sandrea Mabry, who is the Program Manager also of First Presbyterian Church in, of Hayward in South Hayward Parish. And the two of them are just, just uh, meeting people where they are, people that need food, people that are unhoused, um, meeting them with life giving resources. And we just heard from them about what, you know, kind of what informs the work that they do, why they do what they're doing. And there's some lived experience here. There's a heart to serve here. Um, so we, you know, before the, the break, we talked about some of the top uh, causes of homelessness, substance abuse, uh, severe housing um, const- uh, costs, um, escaping domestic violence, human trafficking, poverty, disability, mental illness. Um, I'm sure you have seen all of these things right um, uh, there um, just to give you a, a picture. So I've had I had the opportunity to teach a class, an IT class. So Aaron and Sandrea invited uh, Love Never Fails IT Biz in to teach a, a, a Tech 101 class to 18 students there a couple, like a month or so ago. And we had this wide range of people that were in the you know, that were living there at First Pres and um, and they took the class and there was a wide range. There was a, a gentleman that was hearing voices while we were in the class. There was another one that was, you know, you could having some experiences from um, being high. Um, others were um, one young lady there was um, was pregnant and um, she, you know, very, very pregnant. Um, and, you know, a variety of things. Some people were up in age and said that they had found they had lost their job and found themselves homeless. So there was this wide range of things that were going on. And um, and I just felt, first of all, so grateful to be there and encourage them and say, hey, did you know you could get a? You are not too old to get a job in tech. And someone, me, I could do that. I could get a job and take. Absolutely. Is there a heart beating in your chest? You still got a chance. It's good. So um, how do you, how do you um, kind of s- support people with all of these different experiences on a daily basis? Uh, maybe I'll start with you, Sandrea. What, what's, what's it like for you? Um, so earlier you said we are meeting people where they are at, and I think that's the most important uh, step. And so um, just trying to get folks housed and everything. Some folks are not ready to be housed. Some folks are, are content with being on the street at the moment. And so um, putting someone that is content with being on the street into housing, that may work for you inside, but it, it won't work for them. And so then you get disappointed because they're not staying in their unit, things like that. And so really focusing on what they need right then and there in the moment. And so um, for me, it's all about relationships. 
um, sitting down and actually knowing someone's name um, is so important. I think people just walk by, you know, and and just say, hey, when they don't know that individual's name, I, I really make it a priority to if folks are walking through that gate, I make sure I know their name or at least their last name and say, hey, miss or hey, mister, you know, and so just being able to have a conversation. You come to somebody and then you you want you want a whole story and you don't even know their name and they're looking at mm. you, you know. And so um really sitting down and just kind of opening yourself up and being vulnerable with our guests, it, it makes a huge difference. And you see that and then you really see like what's the actual um what's underneath, like what mm-hmm. what what's the actual story and then you what's see the why. Story? Yeah. yeah. And then you see why they don't want to move into housing yet. It might be a trigger, you know, and so they might be traumatized, things like that. And so. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's very powerful. Just thinking that being housed could be a trigger. Erin, mm-hmm. help me with that. How, how does be how can ha- being housed be a trigger? Tell me about that. Um, well, I can give you a personal experience of that. Um, I was working with, uh, a woman and her sister and they had, um, um, and the woman had six children and they were in their car in the Tri-Valley and, uh, from like 15 years old down to an infant that was actually born while they were living in the car. And, uh, we, we worked with city service, the Tri-Valley and the church. I was working at Crosswinds out there and, um, we're able to help her find housing. Right. Um, the issue she was really mad at me actually because I forced her into this situation is what she said. Um, and it's because she was panicking, right? Because now there's an, there's an additional responsibility in her life. Um, and she was, she was very upset with me until, you know, about three or four months into it when she finally settled, um, she refused to turn on her electricity for months, um, for a few days, um, or weeks, she actually wouldn't sleep in the car still. So they would go into the house and then go back out and sleep in the car. Um, because that was what they knew. Right. And, and, you know, I think any of us that are up, um, uprooted from our current situation, change is going to be difficult for us. Right. So yeah. moving into a situation where uh, you have to live in a certain way, doing a certain thing um, was really tough. And um, for them being eight people in one SUV, they were used to physically touching each other throughout the night. Mm-hmm. Right. So they were like leaning on each other. So to, to be expected to live in three separate bedrooms was it was just mind blowing for them. That was wow. the thing that they could work on. So it just took, it just takes time. Um, and, you know, and I'll say a, a couple of things. Um, one is what we've noticed is that every single person that's unhoused has had some sort of loss of family, right? The definition of family um, or home that, that the rest of us that are housed have, right? Yeah. So for example, uh, you mentioned someone hearing voices. People hear voices that live in houses all the time, right? Um, people deal with substance use that live in houses all the time. People are elderly that live indoors all the time. The difference really is a lack of support of family and friends, right? So this person that's on the street has no other options, right? This is this is the only way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so then orgs like Love Never Fails come in. Um, you know, I, and, and even the, the folks that you're working with, a lot of people don't realize like trafficking comes when all other options are gone. Right. right. Mm-hmm. So it, it's like, people just don't understand. It's really hard for people to fathom because the people that are making those judgments those and those thoughts about it have other options. Right? Exactly. Like if, if it went all bad for me, I would do what I've done three times as an adult. And I've been married for 22 years. I've got three children that are all adults now. Um, three separate times I've had to move in with my parents. 
right? Mm-hmm. Not mm-hmm. fun. Not fun. Don't love it. Um, if I'm going to pay rent, why would I pay rent to my family? But hey, whatever. You know what I mean? Like it's it's a thing I had to do. Um, but I had that option. Right. So those three separate times, if I did not have that option, I probably would have entered homelessness. And then I would have been caught in a cycle, uh, much like Sandrea, where, um, you know, it takes you four, five, six, eight years to get out of that. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's one thing I just put as an observation. Um, all the things that exist here exist in other settings. There's just support. Right. Um, and then another thing I would put out there is, is a lot of times when we say that people want to do something or don't want to do something, it's just their expression. Right. Like mm-hmm. if someone says, I don't want to get house, like Sandra is mentioning, like, hey, I, you know, I'm not ready to get house. Mm-hmm. Honestly, a lot of times we'll find out and and Sandra and others will tell you it's because they've been rejected 30 or 40 or 50 yeah. times. Yeah. So right. why would I'm you reject would, you before you reject me? Right. Why would you subject yourself to rejection again? Right. And so right. Um, a lot of people don't understand that. Right. And, and one of the things, you know, we do here is, um, you know, we also um, separate from the shelter and all that. I personally am a pastor and I've, I've started a, a faith community um, that meets um, at the location of our other shelter. And one of the things that our, our guests have shared with us is that, you know, it's it's one of the things that makes them sad is when people yell at them to get a job or throws food at them or calls them a loser or calls them mm. all kinds of poor names. Right. And that, that's happening today in South Haver, Right where people are, are at the bottom of their rope and people are kicking them while they're down. Right. Right. So these are things where I think it just comes from a lack of understanding. Yeah. I love this. So in trauma, when you're going through trauma training and, you know, one of the questions that's asked is, you know, not the way that you meet people where they are is not by saying, why are you doing this? Or why aren't you housed? But reframing their experience to say, how is being unhoused and living in a car kept you safe all this time? And I can think of so many instances, so many things with that framing of if I'm a domestic violence person, I got all my kids in this car. If he shows up, we just drive off, don't we? Right. We're not I'm not trying to scoop up a child in one bedroom and another child in another bedroom. I can just drive off. Um, if, um, if I need to move locations at the drop of a hat, I can move. So these are things that we don't think about in day to day, as you said, Aaron, because we're, we are privileged to have a place to lay our heads. And so, gosh, thank you so much for, um, just kind of teeing that up. Both of you, um, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about some of the services that you're offering because there are so many really cool ones. I want to talk about your tiny homes and um, the, you know, food pantry, all the great things that you guys are doing. So we'll come right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. 
My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio with Aaron Horner and Sandrea Sandrea uh, Mar- Mayberry, who are both from First Presbyterian Church of Hayward and South Hayward Parish, just having a great conversation about people who are unhoused. How did they get there? Why may they... My, Why do they sometimes want to stay or say, verbalize, I want to stay in this situation? What does that look like? Um, And so we just had this great conversation about that. And, um, you know, kind of tying it back now, there, there are different ways that you're meeting people. Right. So sometimes how, how, what's usually the first way that people come to you? Um, and wanting to connect? Is there a kind of a, a, a nurture, a way that you nurture them into housing or how does it usually work? Uh, Sandra, how does that work? Um, so, yes. So um, when folks are, some folks are unhoused already. And so um, they utilize our, one of our resource centers at either location. Um, and so when they utilize the resource center, um, they are connecting with other agencies like abode and Bay Area community services um, to get an assessment done. And so within that assessment, that's how they get matched to housing. It's unfortunately it's a waiting game. It can be a waiting game for um, an individual male who has lost their job and needs housing. Um, And then it could be a waiting game for a mom that is pregnant. And so um, different timeframes, different priority and so um, that's what the resource center is for. And then um, because they are unhoused, then we have a shelter. Right. And so um, then they sleep over at our shelter. Um, and for those who are um, who have an income um, and make at least uh, $1,200 a month, then they are able to apply for our tiny homes. And so our tiny homes, we have six on site, um, work with the case manager um, to find another solution. permanent or another transitional housing. So it's an 18-month transitional housing um, program. So there's the tiny homes and then folks who are not ready for a communal environment um, and not able to sleep. You know, sometimes we have up to 50 people at our Castro Valley location and then we have 18 people at South Hayward. And so um, those who are are not ready for that communal environment and feel safe in their car, we have a safe parking program at our Castro Valley location, it holds 10 spots and they also are able to utilize the case manager to find um, housing opportunities. Nice. Very nice. And there on site, um, just a few other observations I made when I came by, you have a career or you have a, a clothing closet, you have some toiletries and things like that on site. And then the, the, the folks are on um, mats, right? In the, in the gymnasium. So just so you can visit the listening audience can visualize it. Is 50, right? Mats that are down. 
Yes. And and they may be there for how long, Sandrea? Um, it, again, it ranges. It can be anywhere from a month. We've seen a turnaround time for a month. Someone got a job, Amazon, you know, and they found a shared housing um, opportunity. And so they were gone within a month. And then we've seen folks stay possibly up to a year, um, depending on their situation. And so, again, it all depends. It depends on what you want to do and, and what you're capable of doing and then um, making that move, making that first move. Well, I have to say something. So the during the um, during the uh, tech class, 18 people there. Did you know that the Warriors game was playing that day? It literally was playing outside. And a few of the guys were trying to be slick and get out. He's, they said, I got to go use the restroom. And, but they, they were checking the score. But for them... <laughs> I was like, oh, I see you. I said, well, what score is it? (laughs) Since you went to go check, let me know. But they were committed. I need you to understand this. The Warriors were playing outside of our tech classroom in the in the they had a TV outside and they had all these chairs set up. And I'm telling you, I was like, wow. This is commitment to be in this class learning about motherboards and memory and and, you know, the cloud and all of this stuff. And they were all super intrigued and not be out there watching the game. And for me, that was an indicator that they are motivated to learn, to try new things, to to walk in purpose, to live their best lives. And, you know, again, just going back to what got you here isn't who you are. It just happened to be something you experienced. Erin, what do you make of that? Is that something you see all the time with the, with the folks there? Totally. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm really glad that you made that observation. It's, it's powerful. Um, one of the things I'll say is you brought an actual class you didn't you didn't dumb it down you didn't water it down you didn't um lower expectations but you brought an actual class that people pay to attend Mm -hmm. and you offered that to them free of charge Mm -hmm. so that's a dignified offering that you gave them and we i I wanted to just take a a second here to appreciate love never fails for you um for coming out and and doing that work but the, the most deep part of, of what you did was you gave them a dignified opportunity. Mm-hmm. People rise to the level of expectation put upon them. That happens every single time. Well, I mean, we have right now, we have a person staying in one of our shelters that is actually a staff member at our other shelter. We have another gentleman who is um, in a shelter and he's doing maintenance at the other site. Um, we have people that are staying in one shelter and they're volunteering three, four, five days a week. Um, hours at a time helping out the food pantry. We've got people um, doing seven days a week in the garden, the organic farm. So, I mean, there's, there's so many opportunities when you give somebody an opportunity to earn dignity and that's mm-hmm. only, you can't be just given dignity. You have to earn it. People step up to that. And, and the thing is you gave them a chance to do something that was valuable rather than, than, than writing them off. Yeah. Right. Their, their normal day to day is, is to be disrespected, to be pushed on, to be harassed, to be told that they don't belong. So for them to have a place to belong, right? Like there's these uh, eight marks of home that we talk about all the time. And and maybe I can share that with you, but those eight marks of home really are, are elements that we strive to, to provide here. Mm -hmm. And in those eight marks of home is giving a, a place for somebody to be centered, a place for somebody to have stories, to 
celebrate holidays, to celebrate their birthdays, for them to, to be a whole human being, right? And people have that here, right? So if, if people are able to have that and then you give them opportunities, they're going to step into those opportunities. So I think you're exactly right. They're committed. People want to move to the next level. But I'll tell you, most of our society in general has written off the guests that we work with and your organization works with have, have been written off that they no longer have value. And that's just not true. So I, I think when you came and you offered a high level opportunity, you'll notice that they all stepped up to it. Right now, there's people that aren't ready. Yeah. Um, and, and then you just keep offering until they're ready. But if you keep yeah. offering and letting them know that they're worth it, then they will eventually step up to it. Yes. Yes. Um, yes, that was, um, I can't tell you, like, first of all, my staff are all, um, we all have a lived experience. You know, I was homeless. I was in foster care. You know, I, I experienced a lot of these things myself personally, others, um, experienced similar things. One of the young men who taught with us is one of our IT biz graduates, who's also a lifer. And he was able to, um, share, um, teach about, uh, you know, something to do with technology. I can't remember what, whether it was memory. I think he was talking about memory chips and things like that. And um, just made me like super proud to see him up there like teaching. And um, I remember one of my, uh, one of the instructors after where he said, this is why I, I come to work every day. This is this moment right here is the reason I come to work every day to be able to um, pour into somebody who was in the shoes that I once was in and to show them that they are valuable and they are cared for is worth um, so much more than money can buy. So um, it was uh, it was a real special time for all of us. And, you know, um, I, you know, I, I don't know how to put it in words, but it was just really great. So, all right, well, we, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I want to talk about dreams, hopes and dreams for um, homelessness. Like, what, you know, th- this issue we keep seeing in the news, it's, more, you know, growing by the second, uh, this issue of people being unhoused, severe housing burden in the Bay Area. What do you think we need to do on it from a strategic and a sort of end-to-end holistic standpoint? What do we need to do? to address this. We'll be right back. And thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. For more information on this program, visit loveneverfailsus.com. That's loveneverfailsus.com. We'll be right back with more right after these messages. Trash bills weighing you down? At Case Industries, we specialize in lowering waste costs and providing trash consolidation and compaction services for multifamily properties, condos, and commercial shopping centers. Let us help you reduce operating expenses and increase property NOI. Case Industries, saving the planet, saving you money. Contact us today for a property trash and recycling assessment online at caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. That's caseindustries.us or call 510-566-4223. Case Industries, the property manager's friend. Hi, I'm Sandra Herrera, CEO of Case Industries. I've found that many employers are looking for ways to help the community but don't know how. I encourage you to consider supporting Love Never Fails as a corporate sponsor. 
Love Never Fails offers all the resources necessary to help young women and men overcome the trauma of exploitation and abuse. And that's why I'm proud to have Case Industries supporting Love Never Fails Radio. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. We again are in the studio today with Aaron Horner and Sandrea Mabry. And we are just enjoying a conversation about being unhoused, the services that are being offered, and some of the root causes. And I want to just draw back, Aaron, you had a, a great point that you brought up during the break, just kind of teeing off of our of, of the discussion we we had around the class that we did and the ways in which it touched my staff and my heart as someone with a lived experience, all of us being people who have lived experiences. It's just a stat for us. 92% of the people that work at Love Never Fails, and there's um, 30-ish, 35-ish of us, 92% of us have experienced domestic violence um, and or human trafficking. 60% of us have experienced homelessness. So, um, and, you know, and I think it's something like 80% low income. So we, 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 this is part of our DNA, right? And so what did you have to say? How, how did that connect back in the way that we, we mirrored and we saw ourselves and the people that we were serving? Yeah. One thing, um, I just got chills as you were talking about your statistics. And, um, so the, uh, the thought process of the real cause of homelessness being an actual catastrophic loss of family comes from an organization in Austin, Texas called uh, Community First Village, mm. uh, Mobile Loaves and Fishes, and they've started the first uh, master planned uh, tiny home community. I was able to visit there in 2020 and spend really uh, like two weeks just getting to know the DNA of, what, of who they are and what they do. Mm. Um, and so that that thought that homelessness isn't caused by drug use um, or mental health. It's caused by a catastrophic loss of family. And it, it, it blows my mind that you're saying 90, more than 90% of your folks have dealt with domestic violence and 60% of them have dealt with homelessness. So right. I think that that actually proves the statistic that loss of family causes homelessness. Mm, um, and, and I mean, I, I would venture to say that those that did not experience homelessness, there was some sort of catastrophic intervention that prevented that because it was, it was probably on the way. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I, I mean, I just think that's powerful to just make that connection. Sorry, that just hit me. No. Also uh, going back to where you were saying how your staff um, just felt truly connected and fulfilled by that work. Mm-hmm. You know, one of the things that connects all of us as human beings is we all understand pain, right? Mm-hmm. We all understand defeat. We all understand guilt and shame. And um, when we can get there quickly in a conversation, in, in meeting somebody and we can access our pain and our guilt and, and be able to utilize that as a connection point and let down the facade. Um, I'll tell you, number one, you gain respect from people. You know, when, when I taught in the juvenile hall, if I ever tried to, to tried to act like I was really cool, it came through that I was not cool. I'm not, I'm not actually a cool person. Um, but when I talked about pain and I talked about difficulty and I talked about being rejected and I talked about feeling lonely every mm-hmm. single time I went in juvenile hall and meet new young, young people every single time we connected within seconds. 
Mm. And why is that? Because we connect based upon some of our deepest um, challenges, right? And so the fact that you have created a space where there are staff that have experienced something going to support people who are in it, like number one, they're validated right off. They don't have to say what they've been through. It's just, it speaks loudly, right? Also for your staff to be able to speak to somebody and say, Hey, I've been where you are. Come on. That actually, that speaks more volumes than a, than, than a model. Yeah. Right. That, that speaks more volumes than a, Hey, you could do this because it's so what, what happens to people that are, that are constantly dejected and rejected is there's just a lack of belief in self. Right. Mm-hmm. So if somebody says, Hey, you can do this, that, that just goes right over the head. But if it says I did this, right. right? And, yeah. and we can do this together. That's one of the things I think, honestly, that Sandrea, every, the way that she approaches every single thing, anybody mm-hmm. who comes in contact with her is deeply impacted because of, the way that she just she just connects with people. He's handling it. Yeah, right. exactly. She boss lady, 22, 22 staff in there, loving on people, nurturing right. everybody. And you like in just a few years before I was over here where you are. Right. Wow. So powerful. powerful. Woo. This so good. And does that do the same thing for you, Sandrea, when you're out there? Are you just like, you know. Yes. <laughs> you just love your job. Like, yeah, I- it's it like, like Aaron said, like it speaks volume. So I went through domestic violence and I went through being unhoused. And so um, in the beginning, like recently, one lady came to me and she was like, the first thing, the first question, she was like, oh, how long have you been working here? And I was like, oh, like two years. Right. And she was like, OK, I, I'll talk to somebody else. And I, I had just made announcements in the in the um, in the building. And then probably the next day I, I made some more announcements in regards to housing. And then she came up to me and she was like, I felt like you were too young. And I'm like, mm. okay. I'm like, that's fine. And I was like, if you want to hear my story, feel free. You know, we can have those conversations, but I'm just here to help. Yeah. And so ever since then, it's like, she's like been on a roll and like uh, connected with me every chance and everything. And I, and I, and I, I, I told my story and she was like, wow. wow. And she and I was like, just because I'm young does not mean, you right. know, so I, I've been through it, unfortunately, but it's the reason that's the reason why I'm here. And so I, I've gotten a lot of like, it, it doesn't look like you were homeless. And I'm like, well, what is homeless? What does homeless look like? Right. I'm like, it's expensive, you know, and, right. and a majority of the time we don't have enough funds to go ahead and get housing or it's not enough housing, things like that. And so um, it warms my heart to just come in here every day. And just be like, I've been through it. I get it. It's frustrating. It's it's taken longer now. Like it took me four years to get my housing. And wow. so now, you know, it's eight to 10 plus years and, and it's not enough. It's not enough. And so I really just push for folks to say, like, just be patient. I, I know it sounds cliche, but I didn't think I was ever going to get a call, but I finally got a call September 2018, you know, and so. Um, I still have the, I still have a picture of when I turned in my application, I took a picture of it just in case they said, Hey, you never turned in an application, you know? And yeah. so, um, oh just going goodness. through it and like, I, I still have my book of who I call and voicemails, uh, property manager, all that stuff, you know? And so just for somebody to say, Hey, I don't think you went through it. I'm like, here, here's my book. Right. These are all the places my I picture to prove, huh? <laughs> Concord to, to Alameda, you know, and so just um just being able to have that relationship with folks. And then I encourage folks to come up to me and just say, if you want to hear my story, feel free. I, I have no problem sharing. There's some stuff I'm not gonna tell you. 
Right. But there's some stuff, you know, the majority of the things I will tell you. And, and it, it also just sometimes I need to cry with folks and, you know, and it just opens up the vulnerability. And so it's I, I love our guests. I love anybody that walked through here. So, yeah. Yeah. And you can tell you can tell you guys love them. They know it, too. I think that's the other thing. You know, you can't speak into people's lives unless they really know that you care. And so that they've got to see it in your eyes and hear it in your voice and see it in your actions. Um, that's, it, that's a great point. If I could jump yeah. in real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times what people perceive as resistance or somebody doesn't want this or somebody they're actually testing to see if you really do love them. Yeah. Because, because if I make this hard for you to do for me, then if you let go, you never really love me in the first place. So I don't need to get rejected. I can, I can end this before it becomes painful. Right. Right. Because relationship um, opens you up to hurt. So I, I'll just put that out there as an encouragement. You know, when you're willing to commit to people, do it, go all in and stick with that person. Even if they reject you, just love on them, but with consent. That's right. With, with consent. I was just going to say, quote, Ralph Waldo Emerson, your actions speak so loudly. I cannot hear what you are saying. And so um, we um, we want to be about that life. We want to be action oriented. And uh, so I'm, I'm grateful to have both of you as partners in this. And um, First Prez is a partner. Celeb never fails in the work that we're doing going forward. We didn't get a chance to talk about the strategy, but I think this is enough said, you know, with 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 letting, you know, love and, and respect and dignity lead us in our engagements with the people that we're encountering, no matter where they are. And so we're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about ways that you can connect with both Aaron and Sandrea and then uh, also some things we got going on here at LNF. And we'll be right back. Thanks for listening to Love Never Fails Radio. To join in the fight for love, visit loveneverfailsus.com. Don't go away. Love Never Fails Radio will return right after these messages from our sponsors. This is Dr. Miluna Fausch. I am honored to serve on the advisory board of Love Never Fails, where each voice matters as lives are restored. Thank you for your support. Let's face it, you are making a pitch for something every day. Your verbal communication skills are the key to your professional and personal success. My company, Pitch Perfect Presentations, trains executives, management teams, and startups in delivering consistent, effective, engaging presentations to today's diverse audiences to rev up sales, attract clients and fans, and secure funding. Visit PitchPerfectPresentations.com to schedule your complimentary strategy call with me today. That's PitchPerfectPresentations.com, PitchPerfectPresentations.com. Welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio, where you are invited to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. Now, here's the host of Love Never Fails Radio, Vanessa Russell. And welcome back to Love Never Fails Radio. Uh, we have just had a, such a great time uh, chatting it up with Aaron and Sandrea. And I just wanted to ask, how can people get in touch with you to learn more about what they're doing? I mean, what you're doing and how they can support you or be a volunteer or even use your services? Sandrea? 
Yeah. So for South Haver Parish, um, for our food pantry resource center and shelter, um, they can sign up to volunteer online. So www.southhaverparish.org um, slash volunteer. And then also at First Press Hayward, um, very similar online um, at our website, firstpresshayward.com. Um, and then I believe you'll click serve and then you'll see homeless services and then you can sign up um, that way as well. Awesome. Wonderful. Um, well, thank you guys again for um, just all that you do. And I'm sure we'll be back. Um, I, I was hearing some during the break. We might be seeing the first press show. Yeah, let's go. Um, some go. testimonials and just getting people involved and to share what what's going good in their life. So um, we, we just want to make sure that you're aware of a couple other things that are going on in the community. As you all know, we're in the process of re vamping our community engagement center on a street and grand at two, two, five, eight, zero grand street in Hayward. Um, we are receiving donated clothing and toiletries and um, just pretty much a variety of things um, there at that location between 12 and 5, Monday through Friday. Um, we do have a couple that is going to be doing some ministry in, in Fremont, and they are looking for a washer, a dryer, a stove, and a refrigerator. So if you guys know of anyone who has something like that that they'd like to donate, uh, they can't do a stackable washer dryer, so it'd have to be side by side and then a stove and refrigerator. Please uh, uh, reach out to Sandy, S-A-N-D-Y at loveneverfailsus.com. And uh, if you want to ask any questions about thing, other things that we need at the CEC, please also reach out to Sandy. Wanted to mention, we and we're going to have her come on the show, we have a new program development manager, Amina, and she's going to uh, be coming on and just kind of talking about a variety of things that we're uh, uh, Siddiqui, uh, Mina Siddiqui. We, we're going to be talking about a variety of things that we need as an organization. One of the things that's top of mind is um, just uh, supporting our youth, uh, our I am youth art house. Um, and we just had one of our girls graduated after being with us for a year. She was 14 when she came to us and graduated at 15 She's back home with her family and they've gone through a ton of family reunification, counseling, art therapy, um, all kinds of uh, singing, you know, music. Um, and it's just been an amazing thing to see her and her family blossom. I'm super excited about that. And then we had another young lady in our home. She had her quinceañera, which was so nice. And we had someone sponsor her. She had a beautiful dress floral, you know, um, bouquet and dances. And um, it was just an amazing quinceanera. So uh, we want to encourage you to support the Youth Art House. And uh, you can do that by going to loveneverfailsus.com forward slash donate. You can also volunteer with us by reaching out to our new volunteer coordinator, Esmeralda Garcia. And you can reach her by uh, emailing Esmeralda. E-S-M-E-M-E-R-A-L-D-A at loveneverfailsus.com. All right. Well, we are um, running out of time here, but wanted to just thank you all for listening in. Of course, you can follow everything that we have going on on our Facebook page, which is Love Never Fails fan page, our Instagram, which is Love Never Fails Us, our Twitter, Love Never Fails 5, 
and um, and then our website, which is loveneverfailsus.com. All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in. We look forward to seeing you in the upcoming week. And if you haven't heard it before, or if you need to hear it again, know that you are loved. Thanks for joining us this week on Love Never Fails Radio. We trust that you've been inspired by these stories of hope and love and that you'll accept our challenge to get involved by contacting us at loveneverfailsus.com, by liking and sharing our Facebook page, Facebook slash Love Never Fails Radio, or by making a contribution directly to Love Never Fails. This program is the broadcast outreach of Love Never Fails, which is a donor-supported nonprofit ministry that Vanessa founded as a way of directly impacting the lives of young people who are trapped in or at risk of becoming involved in human trafficking. This broadcast needs your involvement and support. To find out more, simply go to loveneverfailsus.com and click on the radio show link. Today's program was brought to you in part by Case Industries, as well as supporters from Faith Fellowship, New Hope Christian Fellowship, and the International Church of the Foursquare Gospel. On behalf of Vanessa and the whole team at Love Never Fails, thank you for listening, and thank you even more for committing to turn your compassion into action and love those in your midst. General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.